He's a part of America. He is. Jim Neighbors. Hi, Jim. Hey, is this Stan or Haney? You got us both. Oh, okay. How you doing, guys? Good. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, do you want to say how old you are? Oh, I'm 67. 67. Now, every paper said you were 65. Well, I don't know the... There, but uh, the actual number is 67. Well, you ought to know, right? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Are you in Hawaii now? Yeah, I'm sitting here on my porch. Wow, oh, man. Wow. It's a, it's a beautiful sight. Oh, man. It, it, how, how are you feeling? Because I'll, t- I'll be perfectly honest you with you. You gave us a scare. A scare. Ah, well, thank you. I, I'm feeling really good. Uh, I'm back to normal, really. It's pretty amazing what they're doing these days. So. I'm very grateful, and uh, actually, every day is kind of like a birthday to me now. It's got to be, because uh, you, two years ago, you probably didn't think you'd see your 67th. Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't. Well, I didn't know. You know, I never did count myself out, but it got down to the wire, certainly. Guess, well, you're doing it right. You get your second chance, immediately head for Hawaii. Well, he, you've lived in Hawaii for a long time. Oh, yeah, I've been over here almost 30 years. You got the macadamia nut farm over Yeah, down? that's over in uh, Maui. What What are the, the odds of sending us a jar of your macadamia nuts? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I gotta ask. Well, I'm, uh, not too many people are that interested in my nuts. So. Don't go there. Uh, so I just, uh, you know, I could. Uh, but usually we sell them and they buy candies out of them. Oh, really? Yeah, chocolate covered. I mean, that, that, that's a that's a huge business in Hawaii. Is the macadamia? Is that the only place it grows? No, no. They're uh, mainly uh, there's the big orchards are in Australia, and now they started growing them in Africa. Every all over the. You know. I don't know. It's a good thing to uh, grow because you know every once in a while I'll have to break down like you know six bucks for a little tiny you know one sitting jar. I know they're so well, expensive. Me, uh, tell, uh, tell you the truth about the farmers sure don't get any of that. Oh really? Hell <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, wh- I mean, what? Did, I mean, you. It, it's got to be the life of luxury. Wake up every morning in beautiful Hawaii, uh, sitting out on your porch, looking over your land. It's got to be fantastic. Well, I'm not not at the farm right now, but it is a beautiful spot. It, no question about it, and I've been there a lot of years, and love it. So if you've been there 30 years, have they finally stopped calling you Howley? <laughs> no, they don't. As a matter of fact, uh, that's uh, that's pretty standard out here. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't see Jack Lord Beachcombing, do you? I had not seen Jack in a spell now. I don't know what he's up to. I think he's just, uh, you know, he's pretty much retired, and he's uh, painting a lot. Yeah, there's a guy that, after his show went off, went into total privacy. Yeah, totally, yeah. Well, he was always a very pri- private person. Uh-huh. He's a very nice guy. He and his wife were good friends of mine, but uh, hadn't seen him in a long time, so I guess he's okay. What about uh, Carol Burnett? Have you seen her lately? Uh, I talked to her yesterday. Really? For about, uh, quite a while, yeah. I mean, you guys were uh, have been for ages really good friends, haven't you? Oh, yes. She's like my sister, really. We're very... Very close. I love her dearly. I'm trying to jog my memory here. Didn't you do the first show of every season of her variety show? (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, Uh, it was 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 kind of an ongoing thing. It was actually more of a family affair than it was a professional kind of thing. It was, uh, we're just, you know, we're kind of like family. I'm godfather kids. And so, uh, you know, we saw it was just one of those things we did. Now, what are you? What are you doing now? Are you are you singing anywhere? Are you are you working? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm opening. Uh, let's see, uh, next Thursday or Friday? It is, Thursday it is uh, in uh, Chicago at Drury Lane. Uh huh. And it, I'll be there for four days, and then uh, I'm coming down you guys' way uh, over July fourth. Where are you going to be? At uh, Disney World. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Well, come up there and play like you know me. <laughs> no, then we should be vice versa. If I come up there, hey, Jim, Jim. <laughs> I would. Okay. I'd be no. happy to see you. You'll throw security on me and have me hauled out uh, of the park. Never. Well, you don't know how Stan gets. He's he's the, the picture of the obsessed fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I appreciate that. Did you do uh, Indy this year? Uh, no, I didn't because I went, and just as I started to sing, it poured down rain. Yeah, it was like three days of, of, of rain out there. I mean, that, yeah. how, did, how did that tradition get started with you going out to Indianapolis? And, you know, what way back home in Indiana, is that what the song well, is? Well, you know, it really wasn't. Uh, the uh, What happened was years and years ago, I, uh, I've been singing it about 28 years, and uh the the owner of the track i was working in indianapolis once and i took my whole show out there to look at the track and you know everything and the owner asked me i told him i was coming to the race that year with bill harrow you know harrow's club mm -hmm. and so he said well you want to sing and i said well sure i know the song and so i sang and uh, then i started going to the race every year with uh bill harrow and uh so mr holman who owned the track always said well you want to sing and so <laughs> it just sort of started and 28 years later, it's still there. A guy like you that has been involved with that racetrack for so long, what do you think the last couple of years, the dividing up of the race leagues, and your, the top names really are not coming to Indy anymore? Well, uh, that was, uh, they. I don't know, I think it was a, a tragic move on everybody's part, but uh, uh, I, I, my, uh, my allegiance, of course, is to the Indy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, uh, and the uh, Holman and George family, they've always been close friends of mine. And uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, I think it's actually going to get, uh, get back together. I hope it will. Yeah, but who's going to break? Who's going <laughs> who's go, who's to be the one that's going to give in? Well, I don't know. I've got any opinions on that because, uh, you know, uh, they both got uh, good points, I suppose. You know, I, I, I don't play the political thing very sure. well. Now, you and Frank Sutton, one of the greatest uh, comedic pairings oh, of all time. I cannot tell you. First oh, of all, you. tell us what you remember about him. That guy was just a com comedic genius. Well, Frank, uh, you know, was a serious actor, and he had a master's degree from Columbia uh, in, in drama, you know. And, uh, of course, I'd never acted before. And uh, except on the Andy Griffith mm -hmm. show, I want to get into that because I uh, true or false, did Andy Griffith discover you? Yeah, he sure did. Okay, we'll get into that. Go ahead, finish with Frank. But anyway, and uh, so uh, <laughs> Frank had to work with this totally, you know, inexperienced <laughs> idiot, you know. And so you mean there was a little of that Gomer dynamic off screen as well, then? Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I had never, I had never acted before I did Andy Griffith's show, and uh, I told. Uh, Andy, when they when they gave me the part, I said, well, you know, I've, I got panicked then, and I said, well, you know, I said, I've got to be honest with you guys. I said, I never have acted. And they, Andy said, well, hell, ain't nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, years later, I discovered there's a lot to it. How much of the uh, some of the trademark gomerisms did did you come up with? Did you ad lib a lot? Oh, no, well, the uh, golly and the shazams were all mine. Yeah, can you give me a big golly? Golly. <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell, I've heard on various specials and what have you how Andy Griffith discovered you. How did that happen? Oh, I was uh, singing a little nightclub in uh, Santa Monica, and he came in there one night. And, my, of course, 
I sang like this, you know, and I talk like this, you know, and it made no sense whatsoever. And, uh, <laughs> That's what they say about this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, afterwards, he, he said to me, you know, he said, you know, he said, if a, uh, he says, I don't know what you do, but says you do it very well. <laughs> so he told me if a part ever came up on the show that he'd call me. And I thought, oh, sure, yeah. And uh, sure enough, two weeks later, a man of his word, he gave me a call and said there was a part for a filling station attendant on his show, and uh, he wanted me to read for it. And so I did. And so the rest of it. The rest is history. And you only lasted, what, one season on that show before you were such a huge hit that you, well, you got actually, your own? Actually, I had uh, gotten my own show after I had done three episodes. Wow. And uh, they had decided to do a, a pilot with me, and uh, and uh, so then it. Uh, I was so I st- Andy said he thought I should stay on his show for another year, mm-hmm. you know, and get some experience. And of course, it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Yeah, but no, Gomer's going to join the Marines. <laughs> and, I, and we've 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 talked to him before, and I'm going to preface it by saying a very very bitter man, uh, George Lindsay, who oh, really? who still uh, thinks that you took his job from him. Because he was supposed uh, to be the the original Gomer. Well, no. What happened was... Uh, he's uh, a bitter man, uh, Jim, i got to tell you. He's a bitter man. We've had him on and talked to him several times. And whenever you bring up the Andy Griffith show with him or Goober, he gets all bent out of shape. Well, you know, I don't understand that because it's the only career he's ever had. <laughs> no. no, no that, see, that's where you're wrong, Jim, because we wanted to talk to him about Mayberry and do a nice little interview with him. And all he wanted to talk about was Der Flater Mouse. My God. And every time we would come back, he would say, that was 25 years ago. And it, finally, he just said, you know, hey, George, are we going to do an interview here, or are you going to go and, and talk it, about and you know, later, Mouse? It, it broke Stan's heart because he was a huge Goober fan. I was such a Goober fan. Well, no, what happened was, uh, this, is, this is the truth, uh, George had, had been on Broadway, and he had done an Alfred Hitchcock and all those things. Yeah. And, uh, and me, I had, nobody had ever heard of me. I'd never done nothing. And uh, so when I read for the part, George had already read, and they decided to go with me. So that was what happened. Yeah, Andy wanted you. Andy yeah. said, this guy's getting the job. Tell that Lindsay character to just hold <laughs> off a while. No, Andy wanted me, yes. How tough was he to work with, Andy Griffith? I've heard he that. He wasn't. Uh, if, if you were professional and you were doing your job, and he ran a real tight show, he uh, he was uh, he was. You know, I always looked forward to going to work every day because I knew I was going to laugh all day. And, uh, and you know, at, at lunchtime, and he'd get his guitar out and we'd sing. It was really a happy set. But if you if you came in late to work or, or flubbed no, up your you lines, if uh, you got te- if you were temperamental or if you didn't uh, weren't professional or something like that, then he's sure he was tough, and I can't blame him. Because uh, he he ran that ship, didn't he? Oh, of course he did. How hands on was he with uh, Gomer Pyle? Uh, he wasn't hands on with Gomer at all. Uh, Aaron Rubin, who had produced, uh, uh, Go- uh, who had produced Andy Griffith, was the executive producer of Gomer, and so he was really the hands-on guy for uh, for both Andy and Gomer. But uh, when he started doing Go- mostly Gomer, he uh, he gave most of his duties to another guy, producer, another producer. Mm-hmm. But that's the way that came down. I'm going to tell you right now, my favorite all-time Gomer Pyle episode that used to bring tears to my eye 
was when Gomer did the amateur night at that club owned by that mob guy, and you sang, Oh, my papa. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, 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 you know, I'll, I'll find myself to this day, if the repeat comes on, I'll be in the office, you know, singing the song. <laughs> no, I know you're sing, singing well, it all day today. I'm very flattered. I really am. You know, it's funny because uh, Ron, uh, Ronnie Howard has, uh, you know, done so well. And, uh, you know, I've heard him in a lot of interviews say the, the very same thing that I just said that he learned from do, watching Andy and doing the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it, there's a way of being professional, you know, as an actor, and then there's a way of being an idiot. Was that, was that show of Gomer Pyle voluntarily taken off the air? It was like number one, even when... Yeah, uh, I, I, I had, uh, had done five years of it and two years on Griffith. And I wanted to pursue a musical career. and Because uh, you got a variety show right after that, didn't well, you? Well, you know, in, in music, I'll be honest with you, you guys should know this better than anybody. In music, you gotta, you can work all the time. But in the, if, if you're doing an acting job, you know, <laughs> you may have a job next year and you may not. Yeah, but you were, you were it was a, a top ten show and you, and you gave it up. Well, I know, and that's uh, kind of <laughs> unusual. <laughs> and, and, and Gomer ne- never made it above a private. No, no, he was the corp. I mean, he got one stride. Yeah, he just had that with a private yeah. first class Gomer Pyle. Right, yes. Uh-huh. Did uh, the character ever get married? I know he was he was dating that uh, Miss Poovy or Lou Ann Poovy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lou, no, I don't. Uh, it, they never said or never led it to believe one way or the other. But uh, uh, Elizabeth McG- uh, McRae, who played that part, yeah. was just a delightful lady and. Uh, I was crazy about her, and uh, I ran into her years later, and she, I didn't know what she'd been doing. I ran into her on the street in New York, and uh, she said, well, I've uh, had four nervous breakdowns. I've killed two husbands, and she, I said, what? She says, I'm on General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me uh, uh, Cannonball movies with uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt? Oh, yeah, I mean that, that just, did you guys ever get any work done? Oh, I think they should, we should have paid them, you know. Cause that was most fun ever. Uh, it was one of the fun things, you know. Bert ran kind of a loose ship. Yeah, <laughs> all you had to do was watch the outtakes at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, the outtakes of Whorehouse were the funniest stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, they're hysterical. Dom well, DeLuise wastes more film than anybody I know. I don't know some of these films. I'm not even sure I saw Dom DeLuise in the film, but he's all over the outtakes. Oh, he's just hysterical. <laughs> he is. He is probably one of the funniest people in the world. I mean that those had to be very fun times uh, doing th- those things. Oh yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of his- history there, and I've been uh, really totally blessed. Uh, you know, I look back on my life, and then I've been even when I was sick, I felt, you know, when I I felt a little presumptuous asking God for a little more time because I'd been so fortunate and so blessed, and uh, with friends and family mm-hmm. and uh, career and all those good things. When you were so sick, did you, you get a lot of support from uh, from your friends? And as a matter of fact, uh, it was uh, the prayers of I guess the whole country. It, I I probably got over two hundred thousand letters. Wow. Just uh, of people who sat down and wrote me and said we you know we care about you and we've raised our kids with you and you know that was it was we're praying for you. It was do really you, quite moving. Do you have did you have any idea how you contracted this thing? Yeah, I got it in India. I was uh, on a trip to India, and, uh, and it was from a cut. What, were you, like, shaving or something? I was shaving. That's the only thing I got to think of, how I got cut. I cut 
my raise uh, this is the only way I figured it came down. I was on a world cruise, and so I was able to pretty much uh, think back on my activities, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And this is it might be a tough question, maybe not. When you were as sick as you were, do you resign yourself mentally to the fact that, okay, I'm going to die? No, I uh, never did that. I, uh, I was not frightened. I was certainly apprehensive. Mm-hmm. Because you went, you wasted down to skin and bones. Oh yeah, you you know your liver makes your tissue, and uh, in one month's time I lost uh, sixty. One month I lost sixty pounds of body mass. <whistles> so I looked like one of those people out of the ovens, you know, at Dachau. Yeah, it was so pitiful. And uh, but uh, you know, here An you know, amazing recovery. Such miraculous things now in medicine. I can't believe it myself. Where are you going for your birthday? I'm staying home here. You're, you're not doing anything special? Oh, no. <laughs> Every day is a birthday for me. Yeah. But you're going to have fr uh, friends over and uh, barbecue or something? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think that's probably what we're going to do. Now, now, who handles the barbecue? You? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, a couple of steaks, some ribs? Yeah, something like that. Chicken. I don't know what we're going to do yet. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking you should do something for your birthday, man. Oh, it'll be, it'll be interesting, whatever it is. <laughs> now, you'd, uh, you'd said you're uh, still doing the singing. Are we going to see you do any more acting? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I think I'm about over that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I got over that. <laughs> oh, you did? You, really, you're just, you just don't want to do it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What if Bert calls you tomorrow? We're doing Cannonball 6. Come on down, Jim. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. <laughs> what, what if somebody has a script that says that Gomer Pyle is suddenly like, a, you know, a, a captain and uh, wants you to do that again? Uh, you know, if well, it were, not really. It wouldn't work because you did the Andy Griffith uh, thing. I would do it if it fit my age, you know. Uh-huh. If, uh, you know, but if it's not uh, realistic or you know, doesn't fit me and where I am at this point in my life, uh, then it's, you know, I don't I, I don't think so. Right. Well, it's good to hear you're doing well. It hey, is. Thanks, guys. It I really is. appreciate it. Jim Neighbors. Nice sounds guy. Sounds good. And he sounds great.